What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens break the clock and Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're finishing a two-part story based off your review, write-in, and patron questions. And last week's episode, which you should probably listen to, but I'll tell you about it anyway. Zach, Zizi, Lola Rabbit, Scully the Squid, and J.F. Cat realized that all their storybooks had been laminated into solid, unreadable blocks. They were worried that without books, their entire imaginary world would cease to exist. They came up with a plan to travel through the multiverse to get the stories back, but they also received a dire warning. So let's catch up with our What If World kids and JF Cat, right where we left off last week. Then I bet we can go down to the bottom of the ocean, use that black hole brew, and open a portal to the end of time, Brerry. Then we'll bring all the good storybooks back to the present. But aren't you kids forgetting the dire warning? Said JF Cat, who just rolled over onto his back in order to get some tummy rubs. I remember a time when my good friend Mr. Mouser didn't heed my warnings, and the results were pretty catastrophic. Uh, you gonna elaborate on that at all? Not until I get my tummy rubs. That's fair, that's fair, here you go. From all of you. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, sure. Are we supposed to take turns or- Just rub his belly, Zach, so we can get to the story. Okay, it's just kind of a weird story transition. It was about a year ago today from whenever you first listened to this episode, and Jojo Fluffy Cat was getting a tummy rub from Zack. Oh, that is a pretty good transition. Meow, Zack. I just need you to do one more thing per me. Sure thing, buddy. What do you need? I need you to pick up a spicy donut for Mr. Mouse's birthday. Why a spicy one? It's like when you put gag candles on someone's birthday cake. It's always hilarious. Oh, oh, it's like a prank? Yes, Mr. Mouser likes donuts and I like Mr. Mouser, so I'm going to play a prank on him by getting him a donut he won't like. Grown-ups are so weird. But okay, sure. And with his parents' permission, Zack went to the only place he knew in What If World where you could get a donut. Julie the Mermaid's Bakery. Why, does it have a name? Well, it was only in episode 92 and, and, well, briefly, episode 231. And- Come on in to need another, but need is spelled K-N-E-A-D like kneading dough. Shouted an incredibly muscly little donut from the doorway of the bakery. See, Mr. Eric, how hard was that? And Zack pushed his way into the bakery, where Julie the Mermaid was being assisted by Aunt Croissant, Aberly the Time Donut, and three other unnamed donut characters who have the day off today. Smooth, Mr. Eric. Welcome to Need Another. Julie the Mermaid's on break, but I, Aberly, can help you. 
Eberly ran up a mini spiral staircase so that she could reach the cash register. I am looking to buy a really spicy donut. Well, we do have one especially spicy donut from Griffin's question. What if Mr. Mouser ate a very, 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 very spicy donut? Thanks, Griffin. Well, it's not going to cost me extra, is it? No, transaction scenes are boring. Just take it. Oh, great. An Aberly the Time Donut put on a pair of thick, heavy gloves and a shining steel welder's mask, then pressed a series of numbers on a keypad to let them into a restricted part of the display case. I have a lot of security for just a little donut. Aberly used a pair of tongs to pick up the donut and transport it to a high-tech-looking gift box that folded itself around the donut with many moving, interlocking metal parts. Zack got a quick glance of the donut itself before it was shut away in its gift box. Why do I feel like I've just stared into the soul of the universe and saw myself reflected back through infinite times and realities? Well, it's a really spicy donut. You should see what happens when you eat it. Okay, thanks. And Zack left with a spicy to the eighth power donut, bringing it back to JF Cat. Aw, oh, Zack, why is this donut wrapped up like it's some sort of universe threatening weapon? Oh, cause it's spicy, like you asked. How oh, spicy exactly? Oh, I think it's very, 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 very spicy. Did you just say spicy seven times or eight times? Uh, seven. Okay, good. Oh, JF Cat, my dear friend, you remembered my birthday. Mr. Mouser had just crawled out of the little mouse hole he kept in the corner wall of Zack's rocket ship house. Yes, and also your love of donuts. Zack took out a special key that Aberly had given him in order to open the donut gift box. <laughs> And there glowed the spiciest donut any of them had ever seen or imagined. Now, Mr. Mouser was getting on in years, and his nose didn't work quite as well as it used to. And since he was at home, he wasn't wearing his monocle and couldn't see the spicy, indescribable glaze that swirled like a delicious vortex on top of the donut. Well, let me have a bite then. Happy birthday to me. And as Mr. Mouser climbed closer and closer to the donut on the dining room table, J.F. Cat's hackles rose, and his fluffy tail climbed straight up into the air in warning as he arched his cute kitty back. Perhaps you shouldn't eat that donut, Mr. Mouser. Why ever not? I'm told it's very, 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 very spicy. Well, I've never tried anything quite that spicy before. So this will be a new experience. That is actually quite spicy indeed. Mr. Mouser, JF Cat, and Zack all found themselves in a strangely lit echoing hallway. The floor was cold, smooth, and swirling, changing colors like an oily puddle wherever you stepped. Mr. Mouser polished off his monocle and put it back in place. 
must be the end of time, Brerry. I have so many questions. Yeah, like how was the donut? Well, I think it was very, 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 very spicy. But that's eight berries. What are you all talking about? Food that is spicy to the eighth power has the power to launch you through time. Cool. Of course it's cool, but also dangerous. Hardly. If we're at the library at the end of time, then they've definitely got some books about time travel. Your reasoning's entirely spurious. I think you mean spurious. Oh yeah, but it was a cat pardon. You've had better. Hey, I thought you were being critical of Mr. Eric today. I've got enough to go around. But it just so happened that Zack was right. Here we are. The secrets to time travel. Mm, also the meaning of life. Huh? How to give yourself all of the superpowers. And a recipe for healthy, delicious vegan pizza. Impossible! That was like four oxymorons. But it turns out... Reading how to time travel and actually building yourself a time machine are two very different things. And it took the three of them a hundred years hovering at the timeless end of time to build their time machine and bring themselves back to the present that was actually one year ago from the day you first listened to this episode. Wow, we made it back! And I'm not over a hundred years old! Me neither. Also, I'm forgetting everything I just learned. Except for the part about being careful when you play pranks on your friends. You know, I am really hungry. Anyone want to share the rest of this donut? Mm, it looks good. I could eat. What, Zach, you've already been to the end of time, Prairie? Said Zizi. Oh, I guess I have. Oh, I found it pretty forgettable. Yeah, exactly, said Scully the Squid. If we can't remember anything we learned there, then it won't help us get the storybooks back. I mean, I'm usually the one not to make a big deal of things, but it feels like we're pretty doomed, said Roller Rabbit. As the kids and JF Cat all sat around feeling dejected, and perhaps like all imagination was over forever, Papa Lou strolled through the front door of their rocket ship house with an arm full of groceries. Oh, hey, kiddos, hey, JF Cat. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Mr. L. This day just went from bad to worse. Bad? So I stayed up all night laminating your books for nothing? What, Dad? Uh, oh, man. But I was told that you kids would like it. We don't have any storybooks. All of imagination is fading. And apparently, I tricked Cuthuncle out of a magic coffee for nothing. I'm here a lot of strong feelings here, but I assure you there's a perfectly collaterary explanation. That's not a word, Dad. Sorry, I've been all mixed up lately. Probably because of the what-if question. And I suppose the what-if question explains that, too? You see, it all started a couple months ago. It all started a few months ago. A couple months! <sighs> that too, Papaloo. What? You're gonna give me a hard time, too? I suppose you could do a better job? I thought you'd never ask. Oh, wait, no, 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 wait. It was a couple months ago. Uh. So I'd started going to this restaurant once a week on my lunch break. They make an egg salad sandwich that's out of this world. Egg salad? You know, Dad, they make non-soggy sandwiches now. <laughs> Not so fun getting interrupted, huh, Bob? I can't hear you. I'm narrating. Why don't I just ever say that? 
Anyway, I started running into a certain someone every Wednesday. You might know him, Alabaster Zero. Sorry, are we supposed to react to that somehow? Why is what if world's most famous detective that isn't also president? Okay, well, I was excited, and I finally worked up the nerve to go talk to him. Hi there, Alabaster Zero. Excellent tasted sandwiches. We got the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how troll and witty. <laughs> we should be best friends now and forever. I'm finding this story hard to believe. Okay, you're right. That's not how it went. That's how I figured it in my head. But then when I got up to him, I said, Mr. Zero, mysterious. Eggs, huh? <laughs> Bubble, friends call me Bluey. Bluey? No one calls you that, Dad. I know. It's like my brain got stuck in my mouth. And I was chewing on pure nonsense. That sounds like pure nonsense, said Alabaster. But he got his sandwich to go. That's so embarrassing for you. Tell me about it. But the next week I had it all planned out. I written down some conversation starters on a note card. But when I looked at it, all the letters started dancing around. And my head shook and I could hardly focus. Where are the people about the same age? And have you tried their bagels? But little did I know, he was having the same problem as me. <sighs> Said Alabaster. I like bagel bites with pizza on top. I'll get back those in your freezer. No, you gotta take them out of the freezer first. Pizza bagel bites. Oh, I can't listen to this. It's too embarrassing for you. Yeah, that week we both got our egg salad sandwiches to go. But the third week, he came up to me. This girl was getting into you, my phone number. <laughs> Jesse, I'm, the, I'm a detective, so if mysteries and uh, well okay um, i'm not sure if you could parse any of that but he'd given me his phone number on a business card and it had a cool silhouette of him wearing a fedora well his dungaree jacket popped it all wow so that we didn't have to actually talk anymore because i think we'd forgotten how but i sent up the perfect text it had an egg emoji, and a salad emoji, and a bread emoji, and then a thumbs up emoji. That's so literal, and yet also manages to say nothing at all. Or so you'd think. But then I saw those three dots like he was texting me back. But then the three dots went away. Ouch. Ooh. But then the next day, he texted me, New phone. Who dis? JKJK. But a ghost did eat my phone last week. Sorry about that. To which I responded, Ah, oh, don't worry about it, Alabaster. We've all had our phones eaten by ghosts. Or dragons or zombies. Or this one time my cat turned into a ghost dragon zombie. Did they eat your phone? My phone was the only thing she didn't eat. Lol, lol, lol. <laughs> and on and on we went, kiddos, and I thought we were becoming fast friends. But then, the following Wednesday, we had to see each other in person again. Hey, Bluey. Oh, Zerio. Zerio? It's just, I, you got me Bluey, I was trying something 
know what I, I don't know. Oh no, I get it. I just don't get it. So they changed the special. Well, they give you tater tots with your sandwich. I know I love them, but too much heartburn. Yeah, I guess I uh, probably won't get that again. <sighs> Are you telling me grown-ups have a hard time talking to each other too? Not all grown-ups. You know, but I've mostly been the stay-at-home parent, which was my choice and my honor and my delight. It's just... <laughs> it's okay, Dad. We get it. We had to stay home with you so much that when we went back to school, we felt the same way. Not that we didn't love spending time with you. Although your homeschooling was kind of terrible. Blame the curriculum. I'm not a teacher. <clears throat> Pabalu, Pabalu, your story? Oh, yeah. So I was afraid he wouldn't go back next week because they changed the egg salad special. So I texted up the letter C, the letter U, with a picture of a camel. You know, because Wednesday's hump day. Your text have managed to somehow hurt my brain, my heart, and my soul. Yeah, well, I didn't even get the three dots this time. My almost friend had ghosted me. Oh, no. But I went back to the restaurant that Wednesday anyway, because, you know, I started doing it for me, and I was going to keep doing it for me. Yeah, Dad. But he didn't show up, and I was pretty sad. Well, at least you accepted it with dignity. I sure did. I got out my phone and I texted up, Hey, I've got a crime to report. My almost friend bailed on me and now I'm lonely and angry and sad. Send. Oh. That is some um, catechal honesty right there. Well, I want to model to my kids that they should be able to share their feelings. Even if those feelings are super embarrassing? Especially then. And when I left the restaurant, there was alabaster in the flesh. Well, sort of. Hey, Bluey, sorry I'm late. I was ghosted. Oh, you're a ghost. Yeah, apparently it happens the next full moon after you get eaten by a vampire dragon ghost zombie cat. I forgot Tabby Tallulah was a vampire. Took me all morning to figure out how to walk through my wall. And then I couldn't remember how when I got here. Well, if you're a ghost, then you can have my tater tots. Because ghosts can't get heartburn. <laughs> Say, it's not all bad, Alabaster. Thanks, Bluey. You're a real friend. And just like that, the spell was broken. You just needed to see each other's vulnerability. You saw him as a ghost, and he saw your really embarrassing text message. Oh, you think he actually saw that? Yeah, he definitely saw it. Oh, maybe he was just being nice to me. I'm sure that wasn't Angelo to tell the rest of the story. That was the rest. The end. But Dad, where comes the part where you decide to laminate all of our books? Oh yeah, that was just this Wednesday. Alabaster told me that if I laminate your books, I'll make them look more like your, your smart devices so, so you'll read more. But we can't open the pages. It looks like a shiny screen, though. Not a touch screen. Just kind of a heavy block of paper wrapped in plastic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he got me. Oh, we lost him. He must think something's funny that's really only oh, kind of funny. <laughs> he played a prank on me. Obviously. So it wasn't just pity. He is my friend. Okay, but we don't need to prank each other in order to prove that. Mama Jabba's gonna be so excited. Huh? I have an adult friend other than my wife.
The End. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed your two-part story. The question for that most recent story came from patrons and siblings, Arthur and Cole, who asked, what if people forgot how to talk? And I think we've all been familiar with that feeling at one time or another. And thank you to Griffin for your review question, and all of your kids for your awesome ideas. Grown-ups, now if you want to listen to What If World ad-free, get a shout-out on the show, and a better chance of getting your questions answered, check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. We offer discounted annual subscriptions, or you can just try it out for a month and see how you like it. Pipeo here to shout out a Benji who's eight years old and has been listening to What If World for a whole year. Benji really likes a drawing. Thanks, Benji. Then there's David, who's 12 years old and discovered What If World three months ago while homesick. His favorite character is Kathunkle. <laughs> well, for some reason, David wanted a shout out from me, Fred the dog. Uh, very well. And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, my producer, Miss Lynn, and all you kids at home who knew that making new friends can even be tough for grown-ups. But it is worth the effort. And until we meet again, keep wondering.